Hello, 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 ladies and gentlemen. How are you doing? Welcome back to the Heine House Gaming and Tech Podcast. This is episode number 85, recording January 11th, 2022. It is so good to see you. How are you? Welcome back. Uh, happy 2022 to you and yours. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to jump back in, do another episode here and hang out with you for a bit. First episode of the new year first episode of the new year and it feels feels very good uh i'm coming to you live from heine house studios here of course and uh the last episode uh i i asked the community which i i love to do this because uh, i love getting your feedback on these sort of things i asked you the listeners the users as mr pete door would say um what you thought about video and uh it was overwhelming yes that you like the video to accompany the audio podcast and that uh, some of you in fact exclusively watch it on youtube and i thought that was pretty fantastic so as such i'm going to keep the video how about that i'm going to keep the video on here and so audio of course but the video will be on youtube as well youtube.com slash the heine house I don't have my soundboard or my fancy intro, any of this stuff. This is a really kind of more, more or less a quick down and dirty setup uh, for the podcast. I set up the camera here and I got a little ring light going on and I have my iPad here and we're just going to sit and rock and roll with this sort of thing. So, um, you know, simplified a little bit, but uh, here we are. We have this beautiful galaxy light. I just picked this up recently to give some nice ambient atmosphere. I mean, it's, it's fitting, right? It's fitting. So it looks really cool and I really, it puts me in the mood, puts me in the mood when I'm here in the studio working on stuff. So it's very, very cool. So check it out on YouTube if you uh, want to see that light behind me. It's very cool. Um, So here we are, episode 85. Uh, I want to tell you again the phone number because it's been a hot minute. 503-908-5490. Hey, why don't you send me a voicemail? Uh, let's see if this thing even works still. Send me a voicemail. Check in with me. Let me know how you're doing. Let me know what's going on. Uh, in this episode, we're going to be recapping kind of last year and and some of the highlights of some of the news that's been happening in gaming and a couple of tech stuff. I didn't put a whole lot of stuff together. Honestly, I'm just being frank with you is that obviously I've, I've moved and I haven't had a whole lot of time to game. Haven't had a whole lot of time to pay close attention like I normally do to the, the gaming world and the tech world. I've been busy, been busy moving and setting things up. So... Uh, I have some articles and things uh, that stood out that I saw throughout the year, and we'll talk a little bit about those as well. So if there's anything I missed, which there is, of course, let me know. Hit me up, 503-908-5490. You can also record yourself on your smartphone or your uh, your iPad or your, your Galaxy Note or whatever you've got there, or even your computer. Maybe you want to record yourself on Windows 95 and 98. Pull up a recorder, voice recorder, record that, and plug it into dial-up. 14.4 high-speed modem and send it on over to heinehouselive at gmail.com. And so as such, before we get into the episode, I want to thank all of the patrons here for your support. Everyone's here listed on the screen. Thank you so much, everyone in the game loft, main floor and ground floor tiers for supporting me and continuing to support me even in the time that I was away and not producing content. I Love you all. I appreciate you all. It means so much to me that you continue to hang on and say, you know what? I know you're doing your thing. You got big things coming. You're setting it up. We appreciate you. That means the world to me. 
Thank you, everyone. Brandon, George, Aaron, Justin, Nathan, Steve, Rusty, Duke, Magnum, Andrew, Chris, Tim, Tyler, Sammy, Clive, Chad, Alice, Ryan, Cameron, Percy, Chris, James, Boost, Tim, Mike, Deepud, Buried on Mars, Grant, Cliff, James, Kyosho, all of you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Let's talk about some stuff. Okay. Before we get into all that, though, I want to I just say that this is the first episode of the new year. So I don't know if this is going to be inspirational. This is going to be kind of a mixed bag here. I'm, I want to talk a little bit about some sort of inspirational stuff. I want to talk about some, a situation that happened just today, this morning, which got me kind of out of bed and sort of heated a little bit. And then um, I want to talk about some things that, some quotes that I saw on, on Instagram yesterday. It's very fitting because I wanted to put together some, some like, I don't know, inspirational, maybe some words of wisdom to start out the new year. Because I was thinking a lot about, you know, what have I learned this year? What have I learned? Um, and and, and what, is a, what is a mindset that I want to be in? What is a mindset that I want to talk about and, and or project out that will benefit you all and give you something to, you know, to think about? And so... I was thinking about all this stuff and then I came across this post on IG and I took screenshots of it so I remember them all. There, it's just, it's funny how the timing works on stuff, right? So I wanna talk about these things and kind of break them down just a little bit. But what have I learned this year? I've learned that I'm gonna be, I'm gonna, again, this isn't supposed to be like a negative thing, but sometimes you have to like, Real recognize real, right? So you're going to be disappointed in a lot of things, a lot of aspects of your life, and that that's okay. So that's 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 a number. That's number one is to kind of accept that and learn to accept that. Learn how to deal with that. So actually, there's a quote in here I'm going to read just about that specifically. But I think the big thing is is that what I've learned is I've learned to try to slow down a bit more and understand where other people are coming from. And also just realize that they may not have the same drive, work ethic, or desires that you have. And that's totally fine. And you just kind of have to understand that. And if you do, then you might, you, you probably won't let the little things bother you as much. Because when you let little things bother you and or big things bother you a lot, you know, it really starts to stack up and build up and it really affects your your mental health, your mental state. Again, I'm speaking on behalf of myself and how this works for me. So I'm trying to learn this year to slow down a bit. Last year, if you remember, at the end of the year episode, my goal, not goal, I hate saying New Year's goal because you always let down when you make goals. Something I wanted to improve on, I'll say, was to actually put my foot down and say yes and say no more often and have that be okay. You know, I'm, I'm not the yes man. I'm not the yes guy on everything, but... There comes a time when you have to be real about what's happening in your life. And sometimes the answer is no. And that's okay. So I worked on that. And in fact, that really, really helped me big time throughout the year. I, I didn't accept things. Um, I did accept things. And I was able to sit and think about situations and... Um, you know, different avenues that I would have traveled had I. 
And I made some good decisions and made some bad decisions. And that's what life's all about. So that's what I was working on last year. And this year, it kind of evolved into, all right, slowing down a little bit more and thinking about what's going on and looking at the situation as a whole. I hope this is making sense to you. It sort of does in my head. And so I'm trying to trying to get it out. But so with that being said, Live Your Impossible is the IG account that popped up on my feed. And I'm saying it now, so it's probably going to continue to pop up on my feed now. Um, the only person that can save you is yourself. So pull yourself together and be your own hero. Once you accept this, you can fully trust and rely on yourself. Very important. Very important. Again, you make your own bed, you sleep in it, right? I mean, it's all up to us. And we are only the ones in control of our lives. I was just saying this the other day to Stephanie. I said, you know what? When we wake up every day, we wake up and life is basically a whole bunch of little mini choices, decisions that we make throughout the day. That's all it is. Just little mini decisions. Some big, some small, but they're decisions, they're choices. Another one here. The future is unpredictable. There's always something that's going to surprise you and make you rethink every decision. Wondering about what if questions you to lead anywhere you want to go, except maybe anxiety. Instead, try to chase long-term goals, no matter the challenge you face along your way. Of course. But like these little inspirations, these like little inspirational <laughs> quotes that you'd see on the, the wall at the dentist office. But I like them. I like them because they're true. And that's, that's right. The future is unpredictable. The moment you start to try to predict the future is the moment you're going to start letting yourself down completely because it's never what you hoped. I've gotten into this big time. I've had this issue a lot. I'm trying to do something. I'm trying to execute something and I'm predicting what might happen because of it. And it usually, well, yeah, I mean, it, it usually works. It usually doesn't work. I don't know the ratio, but the reality is, is that if you try to predict it, it's usually not exactly as you hoped or anticipated. So try not to do that. Just try to roll with it. You know, give you, give it your best shot, give it your best go, and then just roll with it. It's going to happen. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. This one here, you can't change people. This is actually one I learned a long, long time ago. Very, very long time ago. Um, yeah, I was going to tell a story, but I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> um, you can only change yourself. Very important. You can't change other people. It's impossible. Why would you want to anyway? Why would you want to? That's that's not something that should be happening. Everyone's going to be who they're going to be. And you have to accept them for who they are. And choose to be with them or not with them. Be around them, not be around them. You know, it's all about energy. It's all about controlling energy in your life. And so you can choose who and who you do not want to associate with in life. And if it's something that you feel like, mm, maybe this is, uh, yeah, you probably shouldn't. And you have a good sense on your feelings and you, you know, you're going to know, you're going to feel it. So you can't change people. Don't try to do that. Invest your energy, in fact, in fixing other things, like maybe even yourself. I know, real talk. I know it hurts, but maybe, maybe it's cool. This, this is a big one here. This is a good one. This is what I wanted to talk about. This kind of got me triggered um, earlier. People will disappoint you. People are complicated. The ones you love most might, in fact, deeply disappoint you and or completely lose your trust. The best thing you can do is to stop expecting too much. 
Not everyone invests in this here. It says in a relationship, I guess it's speaking mostly on a relationship. Not everyone invests in a relationship as much as you do. This goes with anything though. Relationship, business partnership, work ethic, drive, all this stuff, you know, your life. It's your life. Do what you want to do with it. But just understand that when you wake up in the morning, you're going to get out of bed. You're going to get up. You're going to go out. You're going to, you're going to, if you, if you go outside of the house at all, and maybe, maybe you don't, maybe you're even inside the house. Maybe it's friends and family members. Hey, it could be, I'm just saying, I know it hurts, but hey, it is what it is. If you choose to go outside of that house in any, any fashion, you go anywhere else, you go get some food, you go to the store, you're going shopping, going, going to the mall, you're going to go do whatever you're going to do. It doesn't matter. If you go out there, just be prepared a little bit. Don't be like, oh, my life's going to be disappointed out here. But like, just understand that you probably will deal with some disappointment throughout that day. And that's just the way that it's going to be. If you can accept that and learn how to deal with that better, I think, I think that's good. Yeah, I like that. I like that. You know, you're setting yourself up for this sort of thing. And lastly here, this last one here is that you're going to fail many times. Of course, this is one we've heard a million times all over again. Everyone's talking about, about this. Yes, you're going to fail many times. But you know what? If you're not failing, you're not learning. And um, failing is all a part of the process. It's actually a very important part of the process. Talk to anyone who you deem as successful or somebody who is, you know, um, well, well versed in their life or or, or accomplished things in their life. Talk to them. You're going to realize that they failed a lot. It's not on here either, but you know, taking risk is also important because you got to take some risks in life too. Make some calls, make some decisions. I want to talk about a, a story that just happened to me today about this people will disappoint you. I want to talk about that. Yeah, this is a gaming and tech podcast, but you guys know what's up. If you're a first-time listener, you're probably like, what is what is this show? It's a little bit of everything. Welcome to the show. Much love to you. <laughs> so I wanted to, this is real simple. And maybe I'm, again, maybe I'm looking into this more than I should. But I, I wanted to bring this up because this is a prime example of disappointment and being disappointed. And it's difficult today. Now, we have this new house here and I'm wanting to get some rock laid in the backyard for our landscape. We don't have a backyard just yet. It's all dirt. You know, we're, we're going to be preparing that, putting that together. But in, for the meantime, to help channel the rainwater when it does rain, it doesn't rain that often, but just, you know, to keep the water away from the foundation, you put rock out back there and it will channel the water. And so you don't cause any damage to your foundation or water splashing up onto the house, which has already started to do. So I'm a little late to the ball game on this one, but it's okay. So, you know, I, I talk to my neighbors and I ask my neighbors for recommendations because who's the best Who's the best source for recommendations? It's going to be your neighbors who have been through it, who have used somebody that they like and it worked out and they'll recommend them. Talk to your neighbors. You could go online too, look at reviews. That's probably smart as well. Reviews typically don't lie. Typically, you kind of have to look at them and really see if they've paid to have a whole bunch put in there. But usually it's it's pretty straightforward. So anyway, I'm talking to my neighbors and they, they give me a recommendation of a, of a local company. And I'm like, okay, great. So, and I noticed they have a Facebook and so they do Messenger and it's really easy and convenient. So I reach out on a Messenger. Hey, looking for a quote. Uh, would love to get some rock in the backyard, yada, yada, yada. 
you know, when, when can you schedule me? They got back to me right away. It was wonderful. They said, yeah, we can get you out um, Tuesday morning at 11 a.m. Does that work for you? I said, works perfect. I get home. I get home and I'm ready to, to rock. I'll go to bed for a few hours. I'll wake up at 11 or 1030 and I'll be ready to go. Perfect. So, well, here we are. I get off work at six in the morning. I come home. Boom. It's 7 a.m. I get home. I go right to bed because I need a few hours of sleep before they show up for the appointment. Like clockwork, 1030 rolls around. My alarm goes off. I'm ready. To, I get up. I get dressed, put on my Kikuman shirt because, you know, soy sauce is bay. We're ready to rock. And, um, and uh, I see a text message from about 7.45 a.m. As, as I get up. And it says, hey, this is so-and-so from this landscape company. Can I come out a little earlier? Can I come out at 9 o'clock instead? Well, I'm, I'm asleep. I have my phone on Do Not Disturb. I always do when I'm sleeping. I didn't, I didn't see that. Now, that would have worked. That would have worked great for me, in fact. Doing things earlier, I would love it. It's come out at like 7.30 in the morning right when I get home. But I, w I went to bed. I didn't see it. We had, we had an appointment already set. I appreciate them reaching out to try to like, hey, can I come out early? I, I do appreciate that. And I would have said yes if had I seen it. So anyway, it's 10.45. Appointments in 15 minutes that we have scheduled. I write him back and say, hey, I'm sorry. I didn't see this. I work third shift. I sleep right when I got home. I'm up now. Um, you can come over now. I'm sorry. It's not any earlier. Uh, the gentleman writes me back and we're doing this via text. And he just says, oh, I'm, oh, I'm currently in another town. This town is 40 miles away from me. He says, I'm currently in another town. I'll come out today if I have time. Sorry, I didn't know you worked third shift. That's what he said. And I instantly start, and I don't know, maybe I'm being, maybe I'm looking into it a little bit more than I should. I want you to let me know, like get the voicemail, get the voicemail ready. Am I out of my mind here? I start to look really deep into this and I say, wait a minute, wait a minute. What are you talking about? You're in some city 40 miles away. And you'll come down today if you have time. And I'm sorry, I didn't know you worked third shift. All things irrelevant. All things irrelevant to this appointment, right? Am I wrong? Irrelevant. One, the, the most important thing is we had an appointment already set. 11 a.m. It was already set. And I wrote him a text. I wrote him a text back. I'll read it word for word. I still got it right here. Oh, sorry. I didn't know you worked overnights. I'm currently in town 40 miles away. I'll try to make it out there if I can today. I said, didn't we have an appointment set for 11 a.m.? He says, yes, but I had an emergency meeting at a current project with the homeowner. Do you have a plot plan? I can do the field measurements via satellite. That's what he says to me. First of all, I appreciate this technology. Yes, and I do have a plot plan because it's a new build. And I could tell you exactly the, the size and, and, and square footage of rock that I need back there. And I do like the fact that I could give him, I could send him my plot plan and he could look at it via satellite and then tell me a quote. Very easy. I do like that. At this point, though, I am, I'm, I'm beyond that because it's about the point now. And am I, am I being petty? No, I don't think so. Please, I want your input, though.
So he says he's dealing with an emergency with a current project with the homeowner. He says that after. And I say, please go ahead and deal with your emergency today. If I decide to reschedule with you, I will contact you back. As for today, I am unavailable after 11. Have a good day. And he says, thank you. That's the end of it. So here's what happens. Let me just break this down. I'm prepared to be disappointed. And I was very disappointed today because it's hard to get people to even honor an appointment today. Now, in his defense, landscaping company, very busy, has many appointments. He's coming out to my house for free to give me a free quote. And I understand that. I appreciate that. I respect that. I know his time's valuable. But mine is as well. And truly, I don't have time after 11, 12, to, uh, to wait around when he doesn't even give me a time. Oh, I can come out today if I have time. Well, cool. Let me just sit around all day on my ass. Let me just twiddle my thumbs and figure out maybe when you'll show up. You know what I mean? Point is, we had an appointment at 11. All right. He got done with his appointments earlier on in the day. Here's how it went down. He woke up at seven in the morning, realized his appointments fell through earlier today. He had plenty of time. I was the first one really on the books. So he texts me at 7.45. It's like, hey, can I come out? I'm asleep. I don't respond until 10.45, right? Right before. So he didn't hear from me. He's like, okay, screw it. I'm going to go just, I'm going to go do other things. I'm going to go drive and do these other projects. He doesn't have an emergency. And maybe he does. Maybe I, I don't really know for a fact, but I'm just... My intuition tells me he didn't have an emergency because, folks, if he had an emergency, had he really had an emergency, he would have texted me at 745 not to say, hey, can I come out a little early? He would say, hey, I'm not going to be able to make my appointment at 11. I have an emergency early in the morning. I won't make our appointment. May I reschedule with you? That's what would have happened. That's what didn't happen. He would have said, I got a problem. He would have, even if it was later, okay, even, even still, 7 a.m. rolls around, he's got nothing to do. 9 a.m. rolls around, an emergency comes up. Boom, where's the 9 a.m. text saying, hey, I've got an emergency. It just came up, 9 in the morning. There's a, there's a good chance I'm not going to make our appointment. Can I reschedule you? Are you available later? How about noon? How about 1? Again, my big thing, and this, this, goes, to, this goes all over the place. This works in... Uh, Friendships, this works in relationships, this works especially at your job, at work, at corporate, all of these places. It comes down to communication. There is there's such a lack of care in communication. It just bothers me so much that people just simply can't say things or don't they choose not to say stuff like that. Like, first of all, bro, don't lie to me and say you have an emergency. Just say, like, yeah. Uh, you know, own up to it. Own up to it. Yeah, I didn't hear from you. I started working on other projects. Now I'm kind of over in my head, uh, over my head of projects. I got issues going on here now. It's my bad. Is there any way I can reschedule you? I'm really apologize. I really apologize. Like, I would respect that more than just making something up. But again, they're trying to save face, and I get it. And I kindly declined, and I kindly wrote the person who recommended that to me, and I let them know, hey, this, this didn't work out today. No, I didn't blast them on Facebook. I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh, but I did let that my neighbor know, hey, I tried them today. 
They gave me the runaround with scheduling and it didn't work today. Maybe others will have luck. That's what I said. That's respectful. If they want to send me a DM and talk about it, we can, but they won't. They don't care. But I care. So anyway, I know that was, wow. We may not even talk about gaming or tech. I may just start talking about, <laughs> about how we're going to start our 2022. But again, am I petty? Am I being petty for that? No, I don't think so. I feel like I am, I am holding people accountable. I'm holding them accountable as much as I would want others to hold me accountable if I gave my word for something that I'm going to do for you, period. If I'm wrong, or, or if it, just tell me what you think. 503-908-5490. I would love to hear from you on this. I mean, feel free. 503-908-5490. You have a, th a three-minute cap to send me a voicemail. It goes for three minutes and it stops. Ask Cameron the voicemail maniac. He, I learned that from him. He tested it out. <laughs> All right. All right. So, hey, live well, be well. Let's be awesome. Let's jump into this new year. Uh, optimistic, excited, but prepared. Prepared for whatever comes our way. That includes the wins, the losses. That includes the successes. That includes the disappointments. Life is a day-to-day -day choice. We make decisions and choices every single day when we wake up. Some small, some large. Let's make those and then deal with whatever happens, right? Gaming news. Let's talk about some of the stuff that happened in 2021. A look back. And again, I'm not going to lie. I was kind of out of the loop a little bit. I didn't have a whole lot of time to, to focus on really following along, but also playing. I didn't play a whole lot. I did make a list at the bottom here of stuff that I've I've played. But let's talk a little about this. Remember this early in the year? This was very early. January 22nd, I wrote, is when this happened. This was a year ago. But at the beginning of the year, Microsoft raised their Xbox Live Gold subscription. You remember this? And the whole internet exploded. It was an outrage. It was a friggin' outrage. January 22, in the midst of the ongoing pandemic, Microsoft announced it was increasing the price of Xbox Live Gold. Within the new pricing structure, a one-year subscription would cost 120 U.S. dollars compared to the current 60. I'm not real smart at math, but I think that's double. That's a Michael Dublé right there. A day later, following community backlash, yeah, I remember this. It exploded. The internet went wild. Pitchforks and everything. Microsoft reversed that decision in addition to keeping subscriptions at their existing prices. The company announced it was removing the gold requirement for free-to-play games as well. Now, wasn't that extreme? I feel like that was so extreme. And, like, there's a little part of me inside that feels that this was going to be... I mean, why... I mean, it's marketing, right? Why would a company do... Uh, let me get it. I'm jumping ahead. A part of me, a little part of me feels like it, this was done deliberately. Like this was on purpose. Like they they were going to raise it for 120. They knew the internet was going to be in an outrage. They knew people were going to go crazy. And then they knew they were going to reverse it. And they knew that they were going to say, okay, and also just to say thanks and we're sorry, gold requirement for free-to-play games is no longer required. Anyone can play these free-to-play games now. And I, a part of me says it was all done in marketing. Maybe, maybe. Because... Like a part of me feels that, but also I'm in the camp of the uh, the Xbox Game Pass is one of the best values and most amazing thing to happen for a gamer in years. 
I think Game Pass is fantastic. So I don't know, like a part of me, I don't know. It was weird. It was weird. And then again, we heard nothing about it. They're like, okay, well, either like, okay, we'll stop, stop, relax, 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 relax. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? Was it on purpose? Was it a marketing thing? You know, companies have done that before. They've done that. I mean, I don't have like proof or articles about it, but I just, I know it's happened. Marketing is crazy. Okay. PS5 joystick drift lawsuit. Um, yeah, do you guys remember that was happening too? We've had so many issues with the Joy-Con drift. Nintendo's been on their lawsuits and pitchforks with them on their Joy-Con drift. The PS5, uh, Sony had a little bit of their uh, their their Joy-Con, <laughs> their Joy-Con drift too. Uh, but yeah, they were in litigation for that as well. Not a whole lot of info about that, but do you remember that it was happening? And it's it's still an issue. It's still an issue with these controllers, and I just feel. I feel that we have such an, a, a real, talk about pandemic. We got a real pandemic. We got a real problem, real epidemic with these Joy-Con drifts, with these joystick drifts. And I don't know, I have a pro controller for my Switch and I don't have any issues with it. Some people have said that they've had issues with their their uh, their pro controllers, but for sure Joy-Con, absolutely. Have we fixed it yet, Nintendo? Have we fixed that, that problem yet? Have we redesigned our controller? Folks, I know this is the PS5 lawsuit that we're talking about. They're in litigation as well, but we're talking about Nintendo. They're the ones that started this whole thing. Do you remember your GameCube controller having issues with this? No. Do you? I mean, I guess N64 did have issues with that too. Yeah, if you use it a whole lot, it would go. It would you know the plastic would wear out. The the spring inside would wear out of the joystick. But I don't know. I think it's it's just one of these wild things where are we going to see a revision of Joy-Con? You want my personal opinion, folks, is no. I don't think we're going to see a revision of Joy-Con. Why do you think that is? I don't know, Jason. Why do you think that is? Because I think we are about two years out from getting the next new Nintendo console. I mean, we're overdue. I've talked about this many times. We are overdue. The, cons the lifespan of a console is between... <laughs> I love saying two years. Is two years... Because of your Wii U, is two to five, maybe six years. That's that's the lifespan. That is the the typical common lifespan of a console. So as such, we're overdue. We're overdue for Switch. So, uh, but again, why would you want to uh, shut it down when the Switch is performing extremely well? It's it's amazing. I mean, it's one of the greatest consoles they've released. Really, I think since Wii, honestly, uh, very very good. So. Switch is doing well, still releasing games, still supporting it. They're having issues with their Joy-Con, but why would they want to, a year or two down the road, they're going to announce the next console and people are going to just forget about it. They're going to be like, yeah, whatever, because they're going to announce a new controller, a new system. It's going to be all this new stuff. But again, where can they go? That's a great question, actually. I should really think about this. Where, where can Nintendo go for their next console? I mean, what's it going to be? It's going to be a it's going to be a a, a a more powerful switch, right? It's going to be a more powerful switch. Can they actually wait? Think about this, folks. Can they actually go back in time? Can they go back and release a proper home console? Because the switch is the best of both worlds. It's a handheld. It's a home console. Can they say, we're going to release a home console, but it's not portable anymore? They've honestly, 
Oh, that's some real stuff. I almost feel like they've crossed the path, the point of no return here. I don't think so. It's got to, it's got to have every, every Nintendo home console from this point forward. Thank you to the switch has to be portable. It has to be right. I'm kind of just coming to this realization as I'm talking. I don't know. I don't know. If they if they make it not portable, I'd be okay with it. I I I don't play Switch in handheld. I'm probably mostly alone there. I think there's more people that play it in handheld because it's such a great handheld. But I want to dock it and play it on my big ass TV. Personally. I mean, I'm that guy. I want to play N64 on my big ass TV. 20-year-old Xbox Easter egg has been found. 20 years after the original Xbox was released, a previously undiscovered Easter egg was found within the console's dashboard. Excuse me. The Easter egg, which requires users to insert an audio CD and follow a very specific set of instructions, unlocks a new screen that lists the four developers credited with creating the Xbox dashboard. Is that some wild stuff or what? I, I really like that. I like that we're 20 years down the road and it was finally discovered somehow. I don't know how it's figured out. I don't know how people figure this stuff out. Like, that's wild. Like, put in an audio CD, hold a certain button combination, open and close the fridge four times, uh, kick the pantry door, and press the garage door opener from the inside, and it will unlock the credits to the four people who did the dashboard. Like, what? That's just crazy to me. I think that's so cool, though. Absolutely love it. What a cool Easter egg. Amazon cancels its Lord of the Rings MMORPG. First announced in 2019, you may remember this, Amazon's Lord of the Rings MMO was canceled April 2021. The developer was acquired by Tencent earlier in the year. The cancellation then came as a result of failed contract negotiations between Amazon and Tencent. Wow. So think about this. I don't know. That's that's just that's just crazy to me. You know, Tencent, I don't think I have it in my list here, but that wasn't the first time Tencent jumped in in the uh, the thing here. Tencent recently bought out the game um Back for Blood. You remember that? Back for Blood developed by the same people who did the uh, the first Left 4 Dead and um uh, Evolve couple other games. Uh, they were actually un under the Valve umbrella. Tencent bought them too. So everyone's like, you know, rest in peace. Back for blood. Um, so yeah, failed contract negotiations between Amazon and Tencent. This is kind of... Uh, that's a problem. That's a problem. Tencent got a lot of money. It's not Tencent. I'll tell you that right now. Tencent. You can find me in the club. Biddy. No, it's Tencent, bruh. Wild. Yeah, I don't like the sound of that at all. I do not like the sound of that. Yeah. Uh, I played some Back for Blood. I think I have it in my list later about the games I played this year, but um, or last year. And I was a little underwhelmed by it, to be honest with you. Just didn't have that magic that Left 4 Dead has. I don't know. Something with the pacing was off. Anyway, we'll talk more about it later. Um, Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy was announced. 
just after leaks and rumors appear online. You may remember this. It was like there was leaks and rumors. It was maybe a week of that. And then Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy, the, the definitive edition appears. Rockstar announces it following the leaks. They officially announced it. It's an updated collection of GTA 3, Vice City, San Andreas. Ultimately, it was an absolute disaster and a messy launch for the trilogy, littered with bugs, performance issues, and more. And one can look at it from both sides, right? We can look at it from both sides. It was littered with bugs, performance issues, optimization issues, game-breaking bugs. In fact, the game got leaked. The game got leaked, and Rockstar's like, fine, push it. Push it. It's The irons are hot. Push them. And they pushed it out. And here we go. So they've, uh, I don't know, I haven't played it. But from what I hear and the articles I've read, it, uh, it's definitely getting better. But it was a pretty messy launch. Did you play it? Did you pick it up? I definitely, I want it ex really exclusively for Vice City. Vice City is my absolute favorite GTA game. And a great game. But another thing that happened with that is that licensing and the music uh, got removed on some of these games or some of these songs. So that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother chapter. It's pretty frustrating how that can be as well. So, um, but yeah, GTA trilogy, the definitive edition, uh, a couple more articles here about gaming that we, we saw Netflix's gaming service launched in the U S you remember this, this happened. Netflix originally launched its mobile gaming service in the U.S. this past November. The service, available on iOS and Android devices, launched with five games. Stranger Things 1984, Stranger Things 3, the game, Card Blast, <laughs> Teeter, and Shooting Hoops. Five additional games have since been added to the catalog, including a mock Oh, a Mach 3. A Match 3 puzzler called Kittens. An off-road racer, Asphalt Extreme. Ooh. And a mini golf game, Wonder Pot Forever. A Vonda, I wanted to say, Vonda Pot Forever. Does that not sound like one of those uh, WiiWare shovel, shovelware games that you pick up for like 50 cents on the shelf back in the day? Card Blast, Tater, Shooting Hoops. <laughs> match three puzzler kittens. <laughs> I mean, I love cats. Interesting. So it appears to be casual. Did you use it? Have you checked it out? Maybe we ought to renew our subscription to Netflix to check it out. Um, I got an actually side note. I got a subscription to um, um, HBO Max included in my uh plan here so i got that which is pretty cool we've been enjoying that which is nice but uh been really thinking about doing disney plus i hate that we have to get all these different subscriptions to watch all these shows but um i was thinking e even just getting it for a month i want to get disney plus because we want to watch one we want to watch mandalorian i know we haven't watched that yet <gasps> I just, oh gosh, I heard it. I heard you all gasp. I heard it all the way over here in Arizona. I heard it. Yeah, we want to watch Mandalorian and I want to watch that Beatles documentary. It's like six hours, three-parter, right? That's what I want to watch. Um, so, yeah, 
Maybe we'll check that out. Anyway, side, side tangent. Um, the internet dubs March 31st as the day Mario dies. Remember this? 2021's most read news article from IGN covered a greatly exaggerated demise of Nintendo's mustached mascot. This is from IGN. In 2020, Nintendo announced a number of new games and products in celebration of Super Mario Bros. 35th anniversary. You probably remember that. Oddly enough, no, Nintendo said it would stop selling those games and products, including Super Mario 3D All-Stars, which is the great compilation of Mario games, on March 31st, 2021. Without any explanation from Nintendo as to why. Why? Why would they do that? They did that. They took away that game. All right. It's off the digital store. It's off the store shelves. Once they sold out, they sold out. And they had that Mario Bros. 35th Battle Royale game. Remember? Where you play Super Mario Bros. And it was fantastic. It was so fun. I love those BR games. And I, I loved watching Steph play that. She actually got first place on that a few times. She was fucking rocking that. She loved it. But... They took that away as well. Why? How many times have we said this? How many times have we? do we go round and round with this? Nintendo, would you please just release the games? Would you please just give us the games? I don't get it. I don't understand. Why would you do that? Your most beloved franchise. Why wouldn't you leave it up there? Why wouldn't you add some DLC in there? Give us that Mario 35th BR for free, like you've done with Tetris and Pac-Man. Namco's jumped on board. They got Rally X and Mappy skins and all that sort of thing. How about Tetris? They've got every single Mario franchise skin you can imagine. You work for them and get them. But like, give us some DLC. I bet you people will pay for it. Wild. March 31st. That's the day Mario died. Um, currently, it still remains difficult to buy uh, this gen's consoles. Series X, PS5, Switch OLED. Yeah, it's difficult. It's hard to get those consoles, even as I'm doing this podcast episode right now. Finding a Series X or PS5 is almost impossible. Scalpers and resellers have flourished during this time, of course. And in the end, usually it's the gamers who lose out. A lot of issues with supply, be it that chip shortage, be it that supply chain issues, shipping, workforce, whatever it be. Still tough to get a console. I don't have a Series X or PS5, and I probably won't have one for a while. I'll be a late adopter. Definitely. I'll be a late adopter. I was on the PS4. I was on the Xbox One late adopter. And, um, but I, I, I'm probably going to get that PS5 sooner than later. I just saw that they announced uh, their VR, their VR2, whatever they call it, or PS5 VR, the next iteration of their VR headset. Looks pretty badass. I've been looking at that Valve Index for PC stuff and that PS5 one, though. It looks like it it beats it. Does it is it outdo Valve Index? I don't know, man. They may be doing something. I didn't look at the specs. I just saw this the other day. It's not even in my notes here, but I, I'm I remembering seeing an article about it. Very cool. Are you going to be getting that? I mean, if you got a PS5 and you're interested in that VR stuff, which I really do like, I, I think it's pretty great. I, I would say, yeah. Say, yeah, you need to get it. All right, that's all I have for...
some of that uh, gaming news. How about some tech news? Real quick, two articles of tech stuff, and then I'll talk about some of the games I did play this year. Not a whole lot, but some. Tech news. Apple's M1 chip is a year old. Yeah, it's already been a year. Back in 2019, Apple announced its intentions to break up with Intel, the company that had been supplying CPUs for Mac since 06. Then in the end of 2020, Apple announced the M1, a system on a chip, which means it's one chip that contains CPU, GPU, memory, machine learning hardware, and just about everything else that a computer has and or needs to operate. Because Apple controls the software, the hardware, the M1 is going to be very, very powerful. It's going to be super optimized. The M1 chip in its systems can eliminate layers of inefficiency as such. The chip launched with refreshes to the MacBook Air and MacBook Pro laptops that destroyed benchmark tests for their classes. Apple also stuck to its new chip for the Mac Mini and the new ultra-slim iMac that just came out, I think, three or four months ago. They're also equally as impressive. Apple has already updated the M1 with the new M1 Pro and M1 Max chips, which popped up in October of last year. Laptops with those guts are already outperforming prior Mac Pros using the old architecture. Yeah, that's a big swing for Apple. And at least this far, it has been a massive achievement. Still, even still, I'm going to say we're a year into it, which is good. We're seeing more and more compatibility. The biggest issue with this is we're going to see compatibility issues with your third-party programs and apps and stuff that you use. So again, uh, I've said it a million and trillion times here, but like I'm running an old 2010, tw a 2010 iMac and a 2014, which is the last Mac mini that supports 10.8 Snow Leopard. But I have a working system that works with my Pro Tools and works with all my plugins and works with all the 64-bit architecture from that previous generation. If it works, it works. Don't, don't change it. M1 is going to change the game for video editors, audio editors. It's going to change everything with rendering time and efficiency. I Honestly, in like maybe five or 10 years, when we all upgrade from our Apple stuff into the M1 architecture, it's going to be pretty fantastic once we have full compatibility with all of our programs. It will come sooner than that, but you know, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm usually, <laughs> especially with Apple, I hate, I hate that they do that. I hate that they kind of pigeonhole you and they almost hold you hostage because of it. But that's, it's almost the, that's almost the reason why you want it though. I know it sounds like a bad relationship. This is almost the reason why you want it because they are so tied in with their hardware and software, they control so much of it. They're kind of like Nintendo in that way that they just, they control so much of it. They give a great experience, but it, it only goes so far. And then once, once your end of life happens, you're pretty much SOL. I know I can launch windows XP right now on my gaming PC out there. I got my, I got an old alienware. I think it's got it on there or Dell X. I got an old Dell XPS. That's got Windows XP. And even though end of life was years ago, and it's probably not wise to connect to the internet because of vulnerabilities, and there's probably no new updates. The fact is, is I could plug it in and everything would be functional and everything would work just fine. Even if I updated some stuff, it would probably all still work just fine. And that's with Apple, doesn't work that way. 
just the way it is. That's why it's not, not broken. Don't fix it with them. I just leave it. Okay. Lastly here on the uh, tech stuff. Yeah. A couple tech articles, a smartphone chip built for AI for its pixel six and pixel six pro smartphones. Google built its own system on a chip. Here we go. Going right at it with the M one stuff here. Google built its own system on a chip specifically to handle ambitious tasks like image processing, real-time translation, and transcription without needing to call the cloud. The Tensor chip includes two high-performance cores, a pair of moderately high-performance cores, and four efficient cores. The efficient cores handle most typical tasks, while the more powerful modules are free to crunch away. For instance, the Pixel 6 can apply high dynamic range capture to every frame in video so the movies sport vibrant colors and no blown out highlights. I would love to see that. That's one of the best things that we're going to see when it's related to this SOC, a system on a chip, this architecture, this stuff here. We have the ability now to have all of these cores that are specifically designed to do certain tasks. It's pretty much exactly what this article just said. So when you're doing normal day-to-day -day tasks, you're going to be using just your basic cores. It's going to be running just fine. But when you kick it up a notch, when you jump into recording video or editing um, pictures or you're, you're doing some, you're gaming, maybe you want to do some high-end gaming on your phone and it needs to kick on the 120 hertz screen and, and do, uh, maybe it needs to help with battery life. It needs to be optimized. Those are going to kick in and work overtime for you. And I think that's really, really nice to, to have a more fully optimized experience with your smart devices. I mean, I got this iPhone 13. I just picked it up this year, right? And it's fantastic. I, battery life is crazy. Awesome. It runs super smooth. The 120 hertz screen is amazing. I didn't think I'd really care one way or the other, even though I'm a frame rate whore. Everyone says it. I know I saw it in a bathroom stall. Someone wrote Jason Heine is a frame rate whore. I saw it, whatever. I'm over it. Fine. Let it be. Let it be. Let it be. But I love it. And I think it's great. It works so well. It's so snappy and responsive. And me, I overwork my hardware. I always have. I overwork my computers. I overwork my phones. I overwork everything. I take them to the breaking point. I'm juggling 15 apps at the same time and multitasking while I'm mapping, listening to Spotify, running um, a live stream and recording 60 frames a second video, you know, at 4K. I'm doing it all. I'm doing it all. And I like that. I need that. So this system on a chip stuff is really fascinating. And I think it's great. Again, we t I think, what, two years ago on the podcast here, we talked about the future of system on a chip and, and how, how we are actually moving away from traditional processor-based stuff to SOC. It's going to, it's going to be that way. We're going to have um, system on a chip with flash memory, and it's going to be blazing fast and very efficient. It's going to work wonderfully. It's going to work wonderfully. Very, very cool stuff right there. Um, okay. Well, before we wrap it up, we've got about 15 minutes or so left here in the show. Let's talk about some of the games that I played. I'll just run through them here real quick. Uh, some of the games I did play this year. Yes, it's a smaller list than usual, but it's still, uh, it's still a respected list. And I'm going to read through mine, but I would love to hear from you as well. Did you play something to the, uh, this last year that really stood out? Something that really like blew your way? Something that you think I should check out or you think Steph should check out? Something that you really think we, we need to get in there talk about then i would love for you to to hit me up with that again with the plug of the voicemail 503-908-5490 send them over or just even just to say hi and catch up i'd love that too castlevania anniversary collection from limited run 
Forgot I ordered this. Again, I love the limited run stuff. I forgot I order it and then it just shows up in the mail. This showed up in the mail one day. Forgot I ordered it. There it is. Bam. Castlevania Anniversary Collection from Limited Run. Very, very cool collection of all of the early Castlevania days on NES. Uh, actually even has some Game Boy stuff, I think. Kid Dracula and stuff. Oh, I actually have a <laughs> I'm an idiot. I have a list of it here. Castlevania, Castlevania 2, Castlevania 3, Super Castlevania, Castlevania the Adventure, Castlevania 2, Belmont's Revenge, Castlevania Bloodlines, and Kid Dracula. Quite a, quite a collection. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That's pretty good. Pretty collection, good collection of games there. Um, so I played that. Very cool. And I love that limited run stuff. So I love having a physical copy if it's there. Thank you, limited run. Big, big love to you. We ordered a few other games as well from you. Um, ordered the uh, Pod Racer from you. Uh, that showed up recently or last year as well. Forgot to put that in here. But yeah, very cool stuff. Um we did play quite a bit of, and now don't roast me here, okay? Just hear me out. We did play quite a bit of Call of Duty, Cold War, Zombies, and Co-op. Shout out to Bido, Brandon, Justin, Steph. We all got in there and played. Fantastic stuff. I'll tell you what. I'm not all, look, I stopped playing hard, or I almost said Hardline. I almost should have reinstalled Hardline because Battlefield, I don't, even, I don't even want to talk about Battlefield, to be honest. I'm so disappointed in that shit. But Call of Duty Cold War Zombies is one of the best co-op experiences I've had in a long, long time. I've mentioned this before. I've said this before, but I still stand by it. It is a great, almost casual experience to play zombies with friends in that game. Love it. Absolutely love it. And we have been, in some of our downtime on the weekends, playing through some of that. So great stuff. If you haven't picked that up, I hear Vanguard's not very good. Brandon, I talked to Brandon about it, and he said that he picked up Vanguard. It's not very good. Don't even bother, but um, at least for right now, until they fix it. I think Cold War Zombies was kind of a train wreck when it launched as well, but then they patched it and fixed it. Wow, is this a typical evolution? Is this gaming in 2022? Is this how it works? Yeah, it's been like that for years. So anyway, played a little bit of that. Very cool. Cruising Blast. Cruising. Yeah. Cruising Blast on Switch. What a great game. Raw Thrills. Play Mechanics. Get some. Love it. Love it. Love it. This is so big. This is so big that we got Cruisin' Blast on Switch. This means, this means that Raw Thrills Play Mechanics is in the ecosystem of the Switch. They're in Nintendo's architecture. They are there. They are, they have put a game out. We never thought we'd see the arcade exclusive games from Raw Thrills ever make it to a console. We have big news. We need H2 Overdrive. We need Dirty Driving. We need Super Bikes. We need all of these great, great games. Bring them out. Rothrills, we love you. That was what a great move that was. Love that game too. Playing a ton of it. It's awesome. Mario Golf Super Rush. I picked it up, but I didn't really play it that much. I feel bad. I need to play it more. Super Mario Party Switch. This is probably one of my, this is probably. For me, anyway, Switch game of the year. I mean, this was this was quite quite a Mario Party. This is, I think, the definitive Mario Party. If you're looking for one, if you're an old school player and you've played the early Mario Parties and been following the whole chronological order of the games throughout all these years, this is probably the best one. It's the most throwback one. It has 
again, only has like four or five maps though. Everyone's been saying it. Just their posts get hammered with it. Just go to uh, on any social media and look. They need more content. They absolutely need more content. They need more maps. They need more players uh, or characters to use. They need they need all the stuff. Mini games. Let's let's bring in let's bring in four, five, and six. Bring in more mini games from there. Four, my favorite. Eight on the Wii. Great. Let's get some maps going. Come on now, bring it together. But the online works flawless. Which I can't believe I'm actually here saying this. I cannot believe I'm actually sitting here saying the online multiplayer for Mario Party on Switch works flawlessly. How many years, how many years have I been saying that they need online and they just haven't done it right? They haven't done it. And here we are. We've come full circle. I just, I'm so happy to actually say it. Uh, Hydro Thunder Hurricane. That is what we've been doing on Thanksgiving. That was our, we do this every Thanksgiving here in the, in the old United States, Thanksgiving day. We do the multiplayer game night with the crew and discord. Everyone jumps in there. It's going to be, it's something we always do and we love it. So if you want to get down Thanksgiving night, every single year, we fire up the three sixties. You can play it on your Xbox one. And I believe series series X as well. Um, so jump in there, check it out. Uh, Hydro Thunder Hurricane, still a fantastic game. Hot Wheels Unleashed. I picked that up on PC. Yep, yep, yep. Going to stream it. Haven't played it that much. So I was kind of waiting to stream it. But very cool racing game. Was looking forward to that for a long time. Um, and then at the beginning of the year, I played some retro games online with Parsec. I know I talked a lot about Parsec last year where I found it and I was playing a ton of games with Bido. But we jumped in and played some Contra, Super Off-Road on the Super Nintendo. We uh, hooked up and played Virtual Racing on PS2 online together via Parsec on PC. All, whenever I talk about it, all I want to do is play it. Like I, I want to call it Bido right now and just play some virtual racing. But if you have Parsec and you have some of these games, I would love to get down with you and play some stuff. We should do it sometime. Um, still need to get Dread. Everyone talking about how amazing Dread is. Everyone's saying that's game of the year. Hands down game of the year. Still haven't picked it up yet. We will. Uh, definitely going to invest some time in there. And here we are, Back for Blood. I tried that on PC. Yeah, and again, I kind of already mentioned it, but I was super let down. It's developed by Turtle Rock, which began in 02. Here, I put more info on the, the studio here, so we all know. Turtle Rock, which began in 02, acquired by Valve in 08. They developed the first Left 4 Dead, Counter-Strike Source, Half-Life Deathmatch, and Evolve. So I had very, very high hopes that this would be the next Left 4 Dead. And again, when you have that pedigree of games behind you, yeah, 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 you kind of expect that, right? You kind of expect that to be, and I don't know, did you play it? Do you like it? I, I was super let down with it. I mean, it was fun. It was good co-op, but it was something with the pacing was off. And I, I really like the fact, though, that in the safe houses, you can purchase your guns and equip them and swap them and, I, th I think you can even add attachments and do all this stuff. You have this almost like marketplace in the safe zone. You're not just like limited to like two guns and that's it. Even though, hey, if it's not broke, don't fix it. I, I like it too. Uh, but I think that addition was nice. But the main thing for me, I think it was the pace. It was a little slow. And I don't know. Uh, honestly, I'd rather just go back and play Left 4 Dead. I know. That sounds bad. Is what it is. And then uh, lastly here, I tried uh, Forza Horizon 5. It launched, and then it didn't launch for me on PC day one. I was waiting for it. I got off work. I came home. I preloaded it, all the 128 gigs of it, 
and then uh, it just kept crashing. It was a day one issue. We had a, a day, a zero day uh, patch that had to go out or whatever, but um, it was broken. So I just, I tried for maybe an hour to get it to work. And then I went and looked online and it was getting review bombed on the Xbox or the Microsoft game store, whatever it's called, Xbox game store. Is that what it's called? Or Xbox marketplace. I think it's called. It was getting review bombed. That sucks. Stop that. Get some help. Stop it. Get some help. Um, but, you know, they've since fixed it, I'm sure. And uh, I'll jump back in on PC. I did last night play it from the Xbox One on the TV, and I launched it via cloud gaming. I had never done that before. And I wanted to mention, it's not on my notes anywhere, but I wanted to mention that I did launch it. I go to, I go to Forza Horizon 5, and it says, how do you want to launch it? You can either download it, which I don't want to do, or I can launch it cloud and it launches and it plays it from the cloud. And I say the fidelity is not obviously not as good as it would be if you were to download the actual digital version on your hard drive, but it's playable and the input lag is only slight. It's enough to casually play. I wouldn't want to go online or do any like crazy races where I'm head to head. No, but a casual race around, run through some bushes and just screw around. Yeah, I, I'm down for that. It worked really well. And I love it. And again, the fact that it's Game Pass and in the cloud there, I mean, come on. It's like, I want to pick up an NVIDIA Shield. I think I still need to get a Shield because we'll be able to stream games from the PC to the big TV. I think that's brilliant. I love it. I just love all the technology. I love where this is going. I love all the stuff that we can do, you know, with, with the tech that we have now. That's it's pretty fantastic, honestly. So, yeah, love it. Love it. Hey, folks, thank you so much for listening. First podcast episode of 2022. Wow, an action-packed episode with some, uh, just kind of a recap, you know, some games I've been playing. And then I hope that the first half of the episode was somewhat uh, inspirational in some form or another. If you want to talk to me, say hi, check in, tell me what you're playing, uh, you can tell me anything, really. I would love to chat with you. 503-908-5490 or record yourself and send it over. HineyHouseLive at gmail.com and I will play it right here on the episode. Thanks again to all the patrons you see right here on your screen. I would cue the clapping sound effect if I had it, but I don't. But I'm clapping. Thank you. Thank you. Love you all so much. Appreciate the support. And uh, yeah, we're going to catch you on the next episode. Have a great week. And uh, be safe out there and have a great day. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time. Bye.